What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of This is the Show, our Mandalorian after show. We're talking about Chapter 13, The Jedi. With me, as always, is my beautiful wife, Molly. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> uh, we will introduce our guests in just a second. Uh, we're going to, as always, we'll talk about the episode with our guests for about half an hour, and then we're going to start getting to uh, chat questions. If you want to put a question into the queue, uh, you can do that through Super Chat, and we'll start with those. Uh, I see some in there already, so thank you for that. But without further ado, we're going to bring in our guests from Pink Milk, M, Mark, Tom, and Brian. Welcome Hello. to the show, everybody. Hi, everybody. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Of course. Thank you. So excited that this worked out because I know, uh, especially Brian, is a huge Ahsoka fan. Uh, <laughs> so, and I get, people should know by now, but yeah, we're going to be talking spoilers. Ahsoka's in this one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is like the, isn't it Seinfeld that is like the one with, or no, it's Friends, the one with Blank yeah, or whatever. That's this right. is going to be yeah. known as the one with Ahsoka. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I love it. I'm also very excited because this is like the hot spouse episode. Molly's looking great. Tom's looking super <laughs> handsome down there. Oh, Everyone's love it. Love it. Nice. <laughs> We're going to get Emma and Mark together. <laughs> They're already married. Oh, my. Well, yeah. yes. <laughs> Just for the show. Just for the show. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I do already know for, um, from Molly and Brian, but I want to go around just, I want to get everyone's take. What did you think of this episode? What were your first reactions? Uh, we'll start with you, Brian. Uh, okay, first, I would like to say thank you to the two of you for giving your uh, uh, us queer people a voice on your platform. So we're very excited and very appreciative of that. Um, we're happy to have you in again. Yes. I, I was like, after I watched the episode today, I was like, this is perfect. Uh, I'm so glad this worked it, out. <laughs> it couldn't have been any better. Uh, I will do my best to not be emotional, but I love Ahsoka with my entire being. She is my favorite character. She means everything. And my first thing is, we got Ahsoka. <laughs> we got her. Right off the bat. <laughs> we got her. And it was her. It was her. Yes. Tom, how are you feeling as the as the resident quote casual fan? As the resident casual fan, actually, I thought it was a really great episode. It was good to see her. I think the actress did a great job, and uh, I was a little worried because my husband. Oh wait, <laughs> was worried about it, and there were lots of tears this morning. But uh, I thought it was a great episode. Mark. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, at first, it was a little jarring because I didn't know where the episode was going. And then once I realized, oh, okay, this is it. I was like, and then just seeing her in live action was a lot to take in. I, but I mean, in the end, I really enjoyed it. So there's that. Em? Um, I had some very strong reactions to the show <laughs> that I needed to take some time to process. <laughs> but um. I'm uh, I'm starting to feel like it fits, and um, I was I was really I was watching with a very critical eye. I found the opening. There were some things about it that I felt could have been executed a bit better. I feel like uh, Filoni still has some growing to do as a director, like with his technique. But mm -hmm. um, overall, I feel like it's. Uh, it's I, I I still want to engage with the show, yeah. so 
and and it was it was nice to see Ahsoka. I mean, that's <laughs> you know, she's a great character, and it was nice to see her. Uh, Molly, you didn't do a, a full review video, so what? <laughs> let everyone know uh, what you thought. Well, this was, I think, one of two episodes so far this season that I actually got up early to watch with you at like six thirty or seven. Uh, we talked about staying up late to watch it, but we were too tired by like eleven o'clock last night. <laughs> um, so in my in my sleepiness this morning, my first reaction was a lot of like, "Wow, this it, it's it opened up so many questions." Um, and and yeah, it I I felt it like it was a little bit jarring as well. But we watched it a second time uh, after I had a nap. Um, or else I would be very cranky right now. Yep. <laughs> Same. <laughs> and yeah, uh, seeing it a second time, I I think Ahsoka looked great. There's a you know there's a couple little nitpicky things that I had about the Montrals. I know a lot of people were saying they're not long enough. They're not big enough. I'm sure there's a reason for that. Uh, they probably tested it out. And it didn't work out. So that's something really, really nitpicky about Ahsoka for me. But overall, I think it worked pretty well. Um, but again, after the episode is, was done, I just had so many questions. <laughs> <laughs> and and the child getting a name, I'm still digesting that information. <laughs> yeah. Well, here at Pink Milk, we've already decided to call him Go girl, G U R L. That was from courtesy of my friend Raul. He passed it on to me. I had to pass it on to you. So. Yes, I love it. Well, I'll, I'll give everyone an update because, like, I see it's funny when I have like a not just crazy over the top glowing reaction. Uh, I see a lot of this kind of stuff, which. People like I, I've had friends text me all day, like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, <laughs> "I'm fine." Like, it, it didn't 100% land for me, but I still liked it. Yeah. It it, mm -hmm. it had a, like a bunch of yeah questions that it brought up, and I think it's just I need an attitude shift on where the show is headed. Um, up until now, I've seen it as this very like small scope story, and I've liked that kind of like. Uh, Solo, a Star Wars story. Mm -hmm. But really, if you look at everything else within the TV world, um, they are all connected. And this is, it's great that they are pulling in all this different stuff, including stuff like Thrawn, where I'm like, oh man, is that a step too far or not? And I, I, what, I, what I've said to a few people is I think this is where uh, the week to week model is a little rougher on me because. <laughs> Yeah, I, I overanalyze things. And if I just binged through all of this, I'd probably be just raving about the season as a whole. Mm -hmm. I'd see where this is going. Like, uh, I feel like I had a better reaction to this episode than I did chapters five or six back in season one. Um, but since Ahsoka is in it, it's like a much, much bigger deal. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. 100%. Though I think I'm one of the few people on the internet that likes chapter five the best hashtag really? it's Cad Bane <laughs> is the gutslinger. <laughs> the, the guy at the end. 
I had that same thought uh, back when we were trying to guess who that might be. And I was like, oh, it'd be cool if it was Cad Bane. I feel even more strongly that that's who it is as, as this is going on. I, I, I don't think that's a crazy thought. I mean, if, if we are getting more and more connective with everything, uh, then yeah, why not? <laughs> and we still <laughs> need to see that happen. So, uh, yeah, our, our our space daddies. I can't wait for <laughs> him and Din to marry, fly around the galaxy, saving four sensitive babies. <laughs> so excited! I'm all here for it. Dropping the baby off with uh, Nana Pelly. And that's then, uh, right. <laughs> I love that. Oh, <laughs> Start their own little Jedi daycare. There so we, totally. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, let, let's let's yeah. talk about that. And yeah, kind of the reveals about uh, he's no longer just Baby Yoda. He is Gro- Grogu or Grogirl. Uh, so <laughs> h- how does everyone feel about that kind of stuff where, yeah, he was at the Jedi Temple and he escaped. Um, so he has a history in the Jedi Order already. How did that land for everybody? And let's start with you this time. <laughs> I hated it. <laughs> I was like, "Thanks, I hate it." I hate it. <laughs> um, yeah, I um, I'm really big on the case against the Jedi, so yeah, that really taints. It really taints my um, yeah. Like, I can't. I'm well, so you don't feel too put on the spot right now. That was something that they said that, and I was like. Eh, like I kind of liked it when he was just a random baby with the force. Yeah. That, that yeah. was nice to me. I know. I absolutely agree with you. I, I loved that. I love that idea of him having like a mysterious origin and, um, and of him and of his backstory, not involving being entangled with the Jedi, because as I continue to maintain, like being a force adept and being a Jedi are two different things. And I feel like it, I'm very emotionally invested in the idea of the force being democratic. Um, yeah. So I don't like the idea of shoehorning this, the importance of a hierarchical structure, like, like the Jedi path or the Jedi as an organization. Um, so yeah, no, I wasn't a big fan of adding that element to the story, but I can appreciate the pathos that the idea of, um, Go girl, having <laughs> <laughs> having this past of having had a home and having that home stripped from him. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I think that that's a that's a very um, like that's an aspect of the story that injects a lot of emotion. But um, it's going to take a lot to get me on board. What do you think, Mike? Mark? Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm you know I'm still deciding whether I like it or not. I don't hate it. Um, because. Uh, yeah, I think we might have been better off with Grogu Nobody, you know, just keep it at that, you know, and then I almost and then I feel like we're we're going to get too close and then we're going to find out the race just like, you know, with Yoda is and so forth. And I don't know if I want to know that, um, that I want to keep that mystique intact, kind of like when you think about the Xenomorphs in the um, alien universe and then you get too close and you get to know too much. It just takes away from that mystery. And in in that instance, obviously the fear of what you don't know about the particular creature. We don't have that in this, maybe just a little bit. Um, But yeah, I just want to keep that, that, that mystique. I I think that's important. Um, Give us a little but I I don't want to know it all. So. I mean, that's, uh... I was 
pretty convinced that they were going to go not the Jedi route, but the Yoda species route. And I think I was just way, way wrong on all that. <laughs> I, it definitely seems like they're going full in on the Jedi now. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, and I was the same way. I was like, yeah, I think they're going to go the, the Yoda species way, but I also didn't want them to go too far with it. So, yeah. No. Tom? You know, I was I was excited. I was finally happy to hear that, you know, there was some background to the child, the asset. He has been called so many things. We've termed him Baby Yoda. So it was great to hear about his backstory a little bit. And uh, it was nice to have a name. Now, the name is completely random, but, uh, you know, the other guy was named Yoda. So I guess... <laughs> Go girl, whatever you want to call him is uh, <laughs> it's, it's a good choice. It was a good choice, but actually, I I was really happy. I was happy to see some backstory for him. Oh. Brian, uh, so for I think my my first thing, I was a gigantic puddle. Uh, every time I've watched <laughs> this was. part, uh, I I feel that Ahsoka is possibly. I want her to be the the character that introduces everyone to star wars now i was so honored that it was her that got to name him that just made me like really emotionally invested in her that automatically gave her a ton of importance because right now in star wars so much rides on baby yoda and to give her the power to name him said one uh thank you dave filoni gave a lot of faith in in her importance alone um i was thrown off by at first, some of the the way she delivered her lines, Ahsoka, and then I started to think about it later that I felt her line delivery was very prequel-like, and it was a little, she was colder than what I expected her to be, because that's not the Ahsoka that I'm used to, but in live action, I feel like maybe this is Dave Filoni's way of, because I'm a big believer that dialogue in the prequels is intentional to help do another separation of time. People talk different here and it sets it apart from the other things. So I thought that was a really interesting take to take that dialect and bring it into original trilogy time and see how those two universes merge. Um, I was anticipating like everyone, I am no Jedi. I love that part of Ahsoka. I've shared my personal story numerous times about why that choice means so much to me, but I felt this episode was so true to Ahsoka, especially during that sign during that scene. Um, you know, when she's sitting on the log, I saw shades of Anakin in that performance. I felt that this actor really respected Ahsoka that came before, uh, which just really touched me a lot. Um, but yeah, I thought, I thought it was great. I, if he's got a name, I wanted to have a name because I don't, you know, just like Ray, I, I was not personally a fan of Ray Nobody because I think there are a lot of people in this world that feel like nobodies, and uh, I want everyone to be a somebody. So I think that was uh, really great, and I was just really appreciative that Ahsoka got to bring that to us. Like, uh, you, yeah, you, you mentioned her maybe feeling a little colder, and I, I've mm-hmm. seen people talking about that that she does sometimes feel different, and I'm like I fully trust that Dave Filoni knows what he's doing with okay. this character that he's handled for so long but any ideas what she's been through the past like 10 ish years i my gut is i ahsoka never puts herself first she always puts everyone up front we don't know if bo katan and her had some sort of communication this dude is a man built on principle this idea 
Um, identity struggle goes through this entire show. I think that's why Ahsoka's here is to help Din say, hey, you can be something else. But right now, she's being the Jedi he needs him to be. Her job right now, she kept saying, you're the father. You can. You don't need me. You don't need me. You don't need me. She kept pushing it back on him this whole time, which again is very Ahsoka. She could have taken the easier route and just like wibble-wabbled that ball on the rock all over the place, but she didn't do that. She's trying to show Din he has the tools. He can be the father. Um yeah. Yeah, I love that. I, I I notice like all the the different cameos and and people that we've been getting on the episodes have been doing a lot to cause Din himself to question himself, question what it is to be a Mandalorian. And this one is more like Ahsoka's more making him question his relationship with the child and, you know, trying to get him to realize, you know, you, you can connect with him. He has a strong attachment to you. You know, this means a lot. And, and yeah, uh, I I thought it was really interesting that that kind of shifted towards uh, this cameo uh, of the week kind of deal with Ahsoka. It was more for, uh, Grogu's sake rather than than Din. That that was something that <laughs> on our walk Molly pointed out because I was kind of saying like the yeah I mean Cobb Vanth and Bo Katan I felt like really challenged uh, Din in this one specific way and I was like I didn't feel that this much and Molly was like well yeah she challenged him in a different way and I was like yep you're absolutely right. <laughs> um so so we mentioned Grand Admiral Thrawn a little bit but. <laughs> What what are people feeling on that? And actually, I'd love Tom. What was your reaction to hearing that name? Did you, Alex? I had absolutely no idea who it was. <laughs> I was like, "What did he just say?" Or what did he just say? I have no idea. Brian, uh, Brian gave me a, a two minute spiel on it, but uh, he didn't want to tell me too much and said we'd talk about it on Sunday. <laughs> That's when we were. So I don't know. I knew nothing. <laughs> okay, we, we we can try to keep it a little vague, but. Yeah. Do we think that this is building to a spinoff show or is Thrawn going to be like another, like a step above Gideon? Uh, Mark, what do you think? I, that's what I was thinking too. It's that, that we'll find out, you know, they're connected and this is all part of a bigger plan, whether we only get to see him for a little bit. And like you said, it ends up being for a spinoff show. I, I think that'll work, but if we have, you know, was it too many cooks in the kitchen? It's just going to be a little bit too overwhelming and too crazy. It's like, I, I love the idea of it. Don't get me wrong. I gasped out loud the moment the name was said. So I, it was, I that too. threw me. Yeah. I was like, Oh my God, what the hell? You know? But um, yeah. it, it just, I wasn't expecting it. And then it was, it was a, a nice surprise. Um, but at, like I said, at the same time, if the picture, if it's just getting all to be too big, it's like it's going to lose what we fell in love with the show for. And I don't want that to happen. It's like, again, less is more. And I, I hope that they're able to keep this contained. That That's basically what my feeling has been. And it's like more just, a, OK, I'm I'm on board if they if they are going to make this series like bigger and bigger. Uh, but, yeah, it does feel like it could get potentially messy but like all that feels very i'm judging something that hasn't happened yet yeah and i need to stop doing that (laughs) (laughs) the the episode itself did feel and we talked about this a lot before kind of like a 
a backdoor pilot, maybe like the introduction of these characters, maybe so that we can lead into the announcement of Ahsoka getting in her own show or something along those lines. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if Thrawn is ever mentioned in Mando again, or if they're just going to leave that until we can get Ahsoka's own spinoff or some form of her own story with, with the search for Ezra and Thrawn. So can I throw a question out? Please do. I was, I was thinking about this as a total eighties kid who loves villains on villains. And what if we have Moff and Top Gideon who we think is preparing to attack all for just for baby Yoda pretty much. Right. That's kind of where, but what if he's actually building all these dark troopers and all this stuff to go at Thrawn and yeah. we're going to have two villains Ooh. going at each other. That could be a lot of fun. It yeah. Could be pretty, yeah. Um, I'm down for that. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, we've, we've often seen in the story, we've seen Thrawn make unexpected alliances and, and go up against unexpected opponents, you know? So his, his loyalties are not always clear so we can't just assume that his loyalty is with an imperial remnant right now the the thrawn stuff it does feel like like with dark troopers and stuff like that they they're pulling from legends and i'm like this is five years after indoor supposedly and this is the exact same timeline as heir to the empire the original thrawn trilogy and i'm like are they building to basically kind of doing something similar to that but all the new Thrawn books have really painted him as like very heroic, I would say, at least in the eyes of the Chiss. Mm-hmm. I think Timothy Zahn is trying to make him a lot more sympathetic. And I'm like, that feels like that's going to clash if he's just trying to restart the Empire again. Like, I'm really curious what his motivations mm-hmm. might be. Yeah, mm-hmm. we, we brought up this earlier today. I, I kind of, I was thinking more and more about Thrawn and if he had a place in the show uh, and I was comparing um, Moff Gideon and Thrawn to Krennic and Tarkin from Rogue One and I was wondering if maybe they had a similar relationship of like one's kind of uh, got the head over the other one but secretly they're kind of at each other's throats one's in a cape one is not <laughs> yeah. All about Thrawn's the cape. Anti-cape. <laughs> Thrawn and his anti-cape agenda. <laughs> I mean, I'm I feel I so weird about Thrawn because like I I almost want him to have like I hope it it spins off into something else. I would love to have him in live action, but I don't yeah. want him to like be sidelined and I also don't want him to sideline Din and that main story. Like I, I kind of want to keep them a little bit separated. So I am hopeful that maybe this is a backdoor pilot. Cause I do want to like, I want to have it all, uh, <laughs> but it's weird to find the way to balance it. Yeah. yeah it's been interesting because like I, Ahsoka is my favorite. So I was having nerves, uh, especially during uh, chapter 12, because I just wanted the episode over before it started so we could get to Ahsoka, and, which was totally unfair. I liked that episode a lot more later because I'm really starting to connect to Din. We talk about it a lot on our show, but Tom and I have adopted three kids through the foster system. And so much of this show, I relate to Din as a father and learning to care for a child who has a history, a child who has trauma and all of these things. I'm really like connected to Din. 
but I did not feel today that Ahsoka overshadowed Din for me. And that was, I, I was really happy uh, because I've been waiting <laughs> for Ahsoka <laughs> forever. Um, that was another thing I really liked. I felt like this episode during that conversation between Din and Ahsoka, I felt like he's still very much a foster dad and he doesn't know if he, you know, at any moment when you're, when you're fostering children or you're in the middle of an adoption process, it's hard sometimes to get super connected because the state or can say you're not fit or they can, you know, kids can be reunified with their bio family or things like that. So it's really difficult to get super connected and Din needs, I, you know, uh, chapter 10, he really did. And that little cute run came, run to his arms he was like full-on dad and now he's like oh my god i let myself in and i was pushing back again and i felt there's so much truth to that and so much reality to that um and i think that's what ahsoka did for him in this that i think i loved so much she's like nope like i said you got this dude you got this you have all the tools in your in the razor crest there it's jam-packed full of things you need it was great yeah, I, I loved how quickly uh, Ahsoka was wanting to bring Din into that little mini training session. She she quickly realized that, you know, she wasn't getting a good connection and that, you know, Grogu had a strong attachment to Din. So she was like, here, you do it. Yeah. <laughs> I like Molly was like, wanting him to take his mask off when she was like, make a connection mm-hmm. with him. I, I was like, that would have been, yeah, totally agree. Been a cool moment for yeah, that. To totally happen. agree. I would have lost it. <laughs> I would have totally <laughs> lost it. Yeah. I, 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 as far as I'm concerned, that's what I think is going to happen by seasons in any way that, that mm-hmm. for them to connect um, and it's going to be a big reveal, you know, and, and it's, it's this big trust, you know, that he will have in Grogu by then. So, um, I yeah, I'll be very emotional at that point. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought the same thing at the beginning of uh, two episodes ago, uh, or whenever it was. No, it was whenever he was in there with the, all the wires. Was that the last episode? <laughs> yes. yeah. I was like, I was like, this would work so much better if he had the helmet off because it's it's hard to convey instructions. Mm. No, mm. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> yep. Part of me now is like, okay, that kid trained as a Jedi. He knows what colors are. He knows oh. what fire went with. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know what kind of training he did. <laughs> yeah. Very basic. His mind went dark. Out, that's still His mind yeah, went yeah, dark. Right, that was one right. of the first things that left. He, he's color, he's color blind now he's yeah <laughs> uh so i wanted to get into like the future but i already saw some people in the chat asking about tython and stuff so i figure we can start with uh chat questions but did anyone have anything else they wanted to touch on before we do that um okay. i will say, i will oh. say um I, I give credit to alden diaz from octo radio yeah. podcast uh he i saw him tweeting about there was a lot of moments of silence in this episode, but it was very purposeful moments of silence. And a lot of that was when Ahsoka was kind of connecting with the child. And I watching that a second time, it just, it it really warmed my heart seeing like her facial expressions and just like little smiles here and there that Ahsoka did. It just, it really, brought more life to the character than I noticed 
first of all. And that kind of, that kind of goes along with people kind of thinking she's a little bit cold, Mm -hmm. but I think a lot of that was just purposeful uh, silence. I totally agree. So, you know, there's one moment in the episode that stood out during that training when you first see Grogu and Ahsoka and the moonlight behind them. That literally was a Dave Filoni like drawing come to life. I was just, I, I, I paused it and looked at it. I was like, like I've seen that. I've seen that. That's like his art. That I, tree I, with I, the moon and everything. Yeah, I yeah. imagine that he must be so proud of that one moment. I mean, not that he isn't about the whole episode, of course, you know, um, but just, just that moment just stood out to me. If I can get that on a shirt, hey, good to go. <laughs> yeah, the atmosphere in this episode was, for me, I haven't noticed the atmosphere the same way. There was like bugs yeah. flying in front of the thing, and it made me think about the forces around, like, you know, our whole spiel from Empire mm-hmm. was written into that, into the silence, and in just to the shots itself. Um that I thought was really quite beautiful, actually. I really dug Corvus the planet. It was very atmospheric. I liked whatever those creatures were snacking on, like dead trees and stuff. Uh, the, the second time around, I noticed, like, I, I felt like they didn't really get into what that village was, what that little town was. But you can see in the background, like, factories and stuff. And they mention yep. the magistrate yeah. working on the Imperial fleet, maybe, I guess, for Thrawn. Um, but I, I liked seeing kind of the those factories in the background, and there's a lot of context clues, even if they don't specifically say what's going on there. Yeah, I loved your Last Airbender reference. I was yeah. getting total Last Airbender, some Princess yeah. Mononoke stuff in there with uh, sh- those those creatures. Kind of look like the uh, the tree mm-hmm. spirits, uh, or not the tree spirit, the elk. Uh, yeah. Princess Mononoke is pretty. Rare. Yeah, when those doors open, it's it, like you said, Alex. It's like bossing say when. Yep. It's she's like living in this little bubble that's wonderful and beautiful, (laughs) and everything around it is dead. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) All right, let's get into some questions. Uh, Xavier Guerin says, "Can't see the stream live, but giving some support." And by the way, how do they mold Beskar if it can't be melted by lightsabers or blasters? Movie magic. Huh. <laughs> yeah. It might be one of those things that you can melt Beskar with a lightsaber, but you got to like hold it there for a long time. Kind of like Qui-Gon with the Trade Federation doors. Yes. Yeah. But I was surprised by that. Like that, I, I think that's new that Beskar can straight up deflect yes. lightsabers. <sighs> Which I, I thought yeah. that was pretty cool. The yeah. Him fighting Ahsoka and stuff. Yeah. Did that surprise anybody else? <laughs> Yeah, it's like Star Wars adamantium. That's what, that's what I thought. <laughs> um, but I love that. I mean, because that's going to serve a big purpose later. Because uh, if I have a feeling that's he's going to give that to Bo-Katan. And she's going to be able to fight Gideon with that to get her saber back. The staff? You know? Yeah, mm-hmm. the staff. So yeah. that's that's where my line of thought went with all that. And I think, I think the point that was made um, was very relevant that, you know, Mandalorians were in a war against Jedi. So they would have equipment. They would have developed ways of defeating um, weapons that are specific to Jedi. Right. Like that's just adaptation. That's just anthropology. Right. So it kind of, it makes sense. There's an internal logic to it. Yeah. And that's something that I think they even brought up in rebels. And uh, I think the clone wars as well, that the Mandalorians encountered the Jedi while they were being conquerors. And the Jedi pushed them back and we're like, well, if we want to keep conquering, we better find a way to beat these guys up. Yeah. So 
I hope we get to see that one day. <laughs> That's there's a live action show or movie I'd love. <laughs> I wonder if they still have those uh, old Mandalorian like chambers that they they put Maul in one. Oh yeah, in yeah. The Clone Wars season yes. seven. Yes. I, I I think you told me that those were meant to hold Jedi, and they had I, I kind think, of like ancient. That's what Bo-Katan said. Yeah. Yeah, they had like ancient Mandalorian art on them. Very cool. Uh, Ted comment this one. Thanks for your super chat and question. This is from Molly. Uh, he's asking who your favorite character is. Well, now it's, he has a name now. (laughs) (laughs) I will, I'll I'll throw you under the bus a little bit. The first time, uh, Ahsoka said the name, Molly was like, I'm not calling him that. (laughs) There was, there was a little bit of a, an accepting process to go through. Yeah. I just, and I feel like they took so long to to do the name reveal, you know, halfway into season two. I think a lot of people are going to just still call him baby. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe this is because I'm a dad to like three young kids, but my mind went to Gogurt. I was like, okay, there we go. We already have Spaceballs 2. We're ready to go. Now we're just Gogurting it. (laughs) Yogurt and Gogurt. Yeah. Earlier, I made a meme. So. One thing that I found um, significant, and I would be interested to hear what other people have to say about it, but the fact that Ahsoka did correct Din when he addressed uh, the child with an endearment, with a term of endearment, and she told him to call him by his name. Yeah. That was like that really hit me like that moment. I was like, okay, this, this is very significant. I was wondering if anyone had any thoughts about that. Well, it's, uh, well, it's very relevant. John Booz, thanks for the super chat. But yeah, the sound when Jojo hears his name is very cute. It was adorable. He's like, huh? Goo? <laughs> Finally. <laughs> but yeah, like, I, I think I would miss it if he stopped calling uh, Grogu kid. But mm-hmm. I do think it's probably going to be part of their connecting process. Mm-hmm. You know what I was hoping? Oh, <clears throat> excuse me. I was hoping when uh, Ahsoka was communicating with Grogu that Grogu had communicated some kind of thank you yep. to Din. You know, he they've been through a lot the last season and a half. And I would have thought if she was communicating, maybe he would have said in some way, shape or form something, some some kind of thank you. I think he said something to her at the very end of the episode because she kind of gets a look on her face and she kind of does a nod. Yeah, okay. Yeah. He's yeah. looking back at her. I don't know what went on in that conversation, but <laughs> I'm sure it would have made me cry if I if I heard little baby Yoda talking. <laughs> uh, Brock Kloster, thanks for your question and super chat. Ahsoka said she only knew of one other being like the child Yoda. Did she know about Yaddle? <laughs> I, a lot of people upset about Yaddle being left out of this. Fair, yeah, fair yeah. argument, I say. Yeah, I think it comes down to uh, not wanting to take the time to be like, oh, I only know two Yoda and you know, the girl one from the Phantom Menace. Yaddle, you know, you guys know. Like, yeah, I don't yeah, think. Yeah. Yeah. Wink, wink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it was probably just a script decision, but also. Yeah. Yaddle is not in the movies after the Phantom Menace. So yeah, maybe yeah. Zoka never met her. Yeah. 
tragic. Any, any other thoughts on the Yaddle erasure? <laughs> <laughs> Justice for Yaddle. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I feel we've we're, we've ripped uh, Bo Katan over the coals for a wig, so it's it's only fair to rip Yaddle over a wig too. <laughs> there you go. Well. Very very true. <laughs> Out. That was a crime. <laughs> uh, Ted, comment. Thanks for another super chat. I think this episode proves that IG units are better than HKs. Uh, I agree. <laughs> IG units are badass. I love the little like spinny thing they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did have a few people show me. I didn't recognize <laughs> this in the episode, but uh, they have the emblem for Thrawn's seventh fleet on their head. Oh, that's a nice little connection. Mm. All right. Just kind of a little extra. I mean, we already knew that, yeah, they were the magistrate was connected to Thrawn, but like nope. that was kind of a little clue even before the name was said. Mm. Wow. But, yeah, pretty cool. I was up even earlier than Molly. I got up at 2.30 a.m. I couldn't sleep anymore, so I'm <laughs> not sure I noticed those details at 2.30 in the morning. Yeah, the only thing I noticed about the HK droids were that, the, I don't know, this is also very nitpicky, but they looked very top-heavy. Like, their feet were really small, and from the front, they looked like they're wearing heels. <laughs> skipped leg day. They were originally model droids. Yeah. We cannot um, let... We, you just talked about top heavy. Well, we have to complement the top heaviness with the bottom heaviness. And we got 88 in there. And I was like, all oh, here for it. I was like, yes. <laughs> that yeah. guy has seen better days. He looked rough. <laughs> <laughs> I felt bad for 88. That power drain got, he was, he, he made it off. And he was like, as soon as Jabba was gone, he's like, I got your number, dude. I got that yeah. little <laughs> hot plate for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jake at the Hodge, thanks for your super chat and question and thoughts on Beskar being so lightsaber resistant. Uh, yeah, we did touch on that, and mm-hmm. I think it's cool. I I was very excited by it. Mm-hmm. Definitely think that's going to come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, for sure. With, with the dark saber. Yeah. yeah. Uh, F S F C Pruitt one hundred and one. Thanks for your super chat. Just says I like turtles. Uh, <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> I like turtles. <laughs> Thoughts? Anybody? <laughs> Does anyone disagree? <laughs> no. uh, Philip Miller, thanks for your super chat and question. If Thrawn is active, where do you think Ezra and Sabine are? So yeah, this is a question of timeline. Has Ezra been found yet? Is this after all that? Did Thrawn get away? Like, yeah, I. Who knows? But what do you th- guys think is going on? So I'm wondering if that place that Ahsoka sent Baby Yoda was not remotely for I'm telling you she I firmly believe that she thinks baby Yoda needs to be with Dan again to bring it back to Anakin like who yeah. Anakin would have been if he didn't lose his parents she's like do not leave this kid behind you cannot do that like yeah. he, you know I think I'm wondering if she sent them there knowing how powerful in the force baby Yoda is he's clearly not trained enough so he's not going to be able to control things for the good and the bad but what if this is some sort of beacon that Ezra is going to be able to wherever if he's still in the in the uh in the unknown regions there like could this signal be powerful enough to get him home like it almost like a beacon that he can uh you know fly back yeah. to 
you know, ta- talking about the silences that were injected into the into the show, like I feel like when Ahsoka said, you know, like there may be a Jedi that senses his presence, I felt like there was like a nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Like there was something about that moment that was given weight. Yep. You know, hmm. through through the use of music and silence, and I, I I feel like that was meant to be like a beat that we like oh perk up our ears at like oh this means something. Yep. Yeah. That smile, you know, you saved me from the middle, from the unknown. It's a world between worlds, and now I'm going to save you from where you are too. This little, like I got you, dude. Yeah. Like, we're we're going to come back together. Interesting. Yeah. I I didn't that even think a, about Ezra in that moment. I, I I thought of Ezra, but not in that way. Not in a like, oh, maybe he can find Ezra. Mm. Yeah, that's a really cool thought. Um, yeah, I thought of it more as like, you know, maybe Ezra is back. And he would sense that and go to Baby Yoda. Or uh, obviously Luke is the one that comes to mind first. He's the one that we know starts a training temple. So mm-hmm. there's always oh, that. No. no. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I don't want that either. <laughs> that, that can only end poorly. <laughs> uh, Mr. Pex, thanks for your super chat. Theory time. Who do you think rescued Groju from the Jedi Temple? Uh, is it time for old man Samuel L. Jackson? <laughs> oh man, that would be scarring to have like a one-armed, really uh, electrocuted Samuel L. Jackson, like Mace Windu, run in and grab this baby. Poor baby. Oh, man. Are, we, are we bringing back Mace Windu as Snoke? Is that what we're trying to do here? Or are we trying to? <laughs> oh jeez. Ah, uh, yeah. I had a lot of questions with with all that stuff because I was like, okay, uh, he's been trained by many masters okay that makes sense but then i was like yeah who 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 would have been in there and and saved him and and got him out of there and kept him hidden for so long like it's just just so many questions and i i don't know if we're gonna get that answer or not yeah yeah could that like a jedi then then uh was taken down by inquisitors and that's how he got in pirate's hands and whatever happened there that's for sure actually yeah i don't know that we're i i wouldn't be surprised if that's just like just some random jedi someone we didn't know the point is like he got out someone saved him um, it was barris she got out kidnapped <laughs> him, sold him dave baloney keeps saying he's not done with her that she'll come back somehow somewhere so lots of people in chat are suggesting jocasta news yeah saved him. yeah that that kind of tracks yeah, tracks yeah. with uh she's in the comics right and, yeah. yeah exactly and she's very you know i like that that yeah. that works <laughs> oh yeah, um, yeah. yeah olivia perino thanks for your super chat and question i liked rosario's portrayal but the length of her montrals and leku bothered me they should be quite a bit longer at this point in time i think most people agree and i like the concept art for the episode i was like oh yeah they look a lot longer I think it's just it was probably impractical for the makeup. Yeah, yeah especially with all the action sequences that mm-hmm. she had to do. I think the bigger and longer they might have been, maybe them just kind of like flopping around would have kind of made it look a little silly. So they were just like, let's just shorten it. People might be angry about it, but it'll look better in the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm sure they went through multiple design iterations and they were just like, this is the one that works. 
Yeah. Yeah, I thought when we saw the corn in was that chapter the second episode, second episode, I was wondering if that were they were gonna like working on on CG manipulation for those things for like early Ahsoka, yeah. which I'm still wondering if that's what they were trying to do, and it just didn't work. Because yeah, like you know, nitpick land. Yeah. It would have been really awesome to see some crazy <laughs> flying tentacles around. Yeah. I was kind of surprised they weren't CG. I kind of figured they would be, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, Velderin, thanks for your super chat and question. Grogu reminds me of Cal Kestis, Order 66, PTSD, etc. Do you think we could see him confront his past similarly to Cal? Maybe get help from Uncle Yoda. Um, there is something that you actually uh, brought up about Tython earlier. Tython has appeared in the comics already, the Dr. Aphra comics, and there's kind of like a dark side force cave in there. And I do wonder... <laughs> if that's I don't think that's the the seeing stone but I could see not only uh Groju but maybe Din getting some sort of vision in the force. Mm. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I've I've seen a couple people speculate that uh Groju might see a force ghost when he gets to this seeing stone uh, maybe of whoever it was that saved him or, you know, of someone much more familiar. I think I saw Qui-Gon's name thrown out there. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, but yeah, mm. well, yeah, I'm very interested to see what the, the seeing stone is. Yeah. Anakin. I, Anakin. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, now that I think about it, um, him being saved, um, much in the same way that Din was saved when he was a child. Uh, he was in a bigger situation, obviously bigger than they are. They have no control over it. The world is falling apart around them. And now they're even more connected than ever. So it's it's just interesting how much they're alike and, and, and how you know this universe brought them together. They clearly needed each other. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, while we're talking about Calcast, it's just keeping it relevant. Uh Black Barth would also love to see Cal Kestis. Um, be awesome. <laughs> I mean, that's that's another one that I, when they were like, if he reaches out to a Jedi, I'm like, who knows where Cal is? And yeah. they've yeah. been doing a really good job of casting actors like to play these parts, like Katie Sackhoff, and obviously Cameron Monaghan literally played uh, Cal. But mm. I see yeah. Emma over there lightening up. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that story. I love everyone in Fallen Order. So, I do yeah, too. if I get to see any of them, I will be very pleased. Indeed. <laughs> uh, Marlon Rando, thanks for the super chat. Says, Grogu is the Jedi Temple hide-and-seek champion. I <laughs> 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 saw him do that before. Ooh, that's yeah. dark. That's <laughs> dark. Last time. Yeah. <laughs> He's been hiding for 50 years. No one came and found him. Yeah. <laughs> I saw someone had photoshopped the, the image of... Um, where we just see Anakin's lightsaber and we see all the, the younglings looking scared. Someone had photoshopped a little baby Yoda hiding behind the chair oh, and they were like, how did we miss that? Oh my God. He was there the whole time. Yep. I just had a vision. We saw a little peekaboo of his little teeny tiny toe this morning. I was so excited and I just was like, you see a little clone trooper ahead with this little baby Yoda like little feet underneath the screen. <laughs> He's very good at hiding. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... <laughs> uh 
Dave McHugh, thanks for your super chat and question. What are the chances that the spirit of Obi-Wan or Mace Windu respond to Grogu at the Jedi Temple instead of Luke or Ezra? <laughs> or or Yoda or like anybody. Qui-Gon was thrown out. Like there are a lot of different uh Jedi voices that are available now, especially after the rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you throw Obi-Wan in there as as uh you McGregor. That's that's Disney being like, hey, hey, we got Remember. a show coming up with this guy. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I'm going to throw this out there because I'm not as super connected to the extended stuff as obviously some of you. But I was jokingly or joking earlier about Anakin, but that is, is there a possibility that Ahsoka still communicating with Anakin and maybe it was Anakin also whispering in her ear of like, don't let this kid not have a parent. And you know, like Anakin's going to be able to relate to baby Yoda a lot. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. And yeah, I really did like Ahsoka's allusion to Anakin. Didn't straight up say anything about him. Like, but I've seen it happen to the best of us. That was, that was Mm -hmm. great. I thought they handled that so well where someone who didn't know who Ahsoka was like yeah. still kind of got who she was talking about and that there was some sort of relationship there. I thought that was handled very well. But I, I do wonder if Anakin has spoken to her since then or we yeah. still don't know how Force Ghosts work exactly. <laughs> yeah, it would be really crazy to see them interact like at some point in live action. I know uh, I had talked about if and when we get uh, the Return of the Jedi from a certain point of view book, I want an Ahsoka story with Anakin's Force Ghost visiting her and them having a a very heart-to-heart conversation. (laughs) I think that'd be a great, (laughs) from a certain point of view story. Yeah. If I don't get that, I'm writing. (laughs) I I I don't know if he has, though, because... I'll tell you why. Because I think some of the perceived coldness of Ahsoka in this episode is a result of her trauma at meeting Vader and realizing that it was Anakin and Anakin had fallen to Vader. Like that would have been a big, like a very large pill for her to swallow. And And it would have taken a lot of processing and a lot of like self-therapy, I feel like. Yeah. It's also unclear exactly how much time has passed for Ahsoka because like she got pulled into the world between worlds and went back to Malachor, but was it Malachor at her time? Was it mm-hmm. nine years later? Who knows? So like she yeah. might, it might've been yesterday <laughs> that she was in there yeah. fighting in the world, but it wasn't, but like it could have been very recent and she's still, mm-hmm. yeah, pissed off about it. Yeah. Where are all the Star Wars therapists? Because we need them desperately. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we need that nurse from The Force Awakens who was just so tender with Chewie when he was hurt. Yeah. Just watching the sequel trilogy, and I was like, Colonia deserved more than one scene. Yeah. She should have been in every single episode. She was was so good. She was wonderfully sassy. Yeah. Very yeah. intense, or I forget what she says, but yeah. you were very brave. That sounds very so scary. Brave. You were yeah. very brave. Yeah, so brave. Yeah. <laughs> it's like talking to a little kid or something, you know? Like, yeah. It was so great. She, she reminded me, she actually reminded me of uh, Dr. Chakwas from uh, Mass Effect mm. very much. I felt like that was kind of an homage to her. 
CAJ, thanks for your question and super chat. Uh, will the Flesh Raiders from SWOTOR make an appearance on Tython? Like, I want to say I doubt it, but it's, after Cobb Vanth, I'm like, you know. Explain for those uh, of us who don't know SWOTOR. <laughs> I, I, see, I've never played SWOTOR. I feel like mm. I have to, pre- like, that's the one Star Wars thing I, I think I never got into. Uh, so I don't know exactly what they are, but if it's from Legends, I'm just going to guess that it's not going to be a part of this. But they've proven me very wrong. I've. It, Last year, if you asked, was Cobb Vanth going to be in it? I'd be like, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, maybe, but I, I think that it's probably going to be a new take on Tython. Hmm. Uh, Tacoma Dio, thanks for the super chat and the question. So baby Grogu is 50. I like that we're still slapping baby on there. Uh, <laughs> baby Grogu is 50. For the first 15 years, he was at the temple. Then for the next 35, he was imprisoned. My math is bad. I may be off. Uh, I guess so. I guess he trained for 15 years, but like, I assume he was just in some sort of daycare situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just flo- floating balls around uh, like that baby Ro- Rodian, Rodian in the yeah. Clone Wars. <laughs> yeah, right. That's why he has a fascination with the little metal ball. Well, they wanted to upgrade him to Padawan, but he couldn't get his colors down. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, the red one. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's probably accurate. He was probably at the, the temple for about 15 years. Imprisoned for 35? I don't know. That That's a good... Well, we still don't know exactly what happened mm. for those. That is so time. heartbreaking. We've talked a lot about that on the show as being foster parents and knowing how many homes kids can live in and what that does every single time. Mm-hmm. And to put that... Put those glasses on to watch Baby Yoda through those lenses is so hard. And... Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, it's really sad. Hmm. Uh, my heart goes out to that little dude. Uh, Red Mouse, thanks for your super chat. Got a very Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, China drama vibe from this episode, especially with the Magistrate. Yeah, the very Eastern inspired in that in that village. And I really did dig the the kind of samurai duel mm-hmm. on one side of the building yes. and then like the Western gunfight exactly. on the other side yeah. Yeah. with Michael Vane, of course. Yeah. Michael Vane, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. uh, I was getting total battle for Endor vibes. Like we've already got some blurgs in season one and now we have, Oh God, I'm just, just completely blanked on her name. The witch from the crow, the crow turning into oh. witch. Uh, I was yep, gonna. I know who you're talking about. <laughs> uh, it starts with an M. I'm just. I just blanked. Yeah, it. I forget. Alex, does that tattoo on her head mean anything yet? Uh, not that I know of, but I'm not great with symbols, okay. so <laughs> I'm, I'm sure someone somewhere will find out. Same way with like the Thrawn Seventh Fleet yep. thing. I totally didn't yeah. catch that until someone sent it to me. Because you know, I, I noticed she got a lightsaber out of Ahsoka's hands. Like that's yep got to take some skill i mean clearly she's very successful look what she's done but like even at dueling like there there's something going on there um it'd be pretty cool if she turns out to be some sort of 
as Em was talking about, another type of force user that we don't know about yet. Yeah. Another another witch of some sort that'd be pretty rad. Yeah. Or like yeah. a chirrut, like a chirrut almost. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh sure. Because where is she? Yeah. I saw a couple people on Twitter uh suggesting she could be a night sister. Ooh. Just wasn't using any magic. We we have seen that there are uh multiple kinds of night sisters. So like we we have seen one like the biggest one that's on Dathomir. Um, but the Tales of Light and Dark book, the anthology Clone Wars book that came out recently, talked about how there were different tribes. So Mother Talzin's tribe was not the only one. Um, so yeah, she could be. She could be a night sister of some kind. Pretty cool. <laughs> uh, Ken Schuler, thanks for your super chat. <laughs> well, there goes the name Kevin Dank Farrick. Uh, I was really rooting for Kevin. If not not Kevin, Broju's fine. (laughs) So if Din loses uh, Kevin, it'd be like Home Alone. (laughs) (laughs) Also, Alex, thanks for being transparent and not sugarcoating your feelings. Love it. I hope I didn't come off as like overly harsh on the on the episode. I I still enjoyed it. It's voicing some concerns for things that I selfishly don't want, but like everyone else seems to, I I seem to be in the minority and I'm thrilled that everyone else (laughs) is loving it. Like I don't, I saw someone say like, I don't care what he says. I thought this episode was great. And I was like, perfect. That's how it should work. (laughs) I'm not here to tell anyone what to think. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I I told you earlier that, that you're, you're normally so positive about most everything that I think when people hear you uh, criticize something, they're like, what's wrong? <laughs> <laughs> just a little, little, little jarring. That's all. But, Again, yeah. Like in a season, I think I'm going to look back at this and be like, what, what was I thinking? Like it, it's, it's nothing really. <laughs> yeah. And, and Dave, we trust. And, yeah, yeah, and, and um, they, they've given me no reason to be like, well, this has just gone off the rails. It's <laughs> no reason at all to think that. Uh, there Dan are no the man. rails, so they can't go. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dan the man, thanks for the super chat. <laughs> Here's the thing Grogu is the future, he very well could be. Yeah. We could jump 900 years into the future and he could still be alive. <laughs> Ray's gonna find him somewhere. I mean, I hope he skips the simple. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but what, Tom? That'd be pretty cool if Ray found him. <laughs> I, I would love for him to somehow circumvent Luke's training temple. It's, I've made this joke before. It's not that funny, but like it would be terrible if the last scene were like Din dropping baby Yoda, Groju, Grogu. Gosh, that's getting that's hard to get used to. Dropping him yeah. off with Luke and his. He, and I'd like you to meet my nephew Ben. Like, uh. <laughs> well, you know, didn't R two mysteriously turned off for unknown reasons once Luke was gone? Maybe it's because baby Yoda was hiding in him and got those red bars <laughs> confused again. I was like, oops. Rogers was going to shoot him out of his dome like a lightsaber. Yeah, exactly. There oops, you go. I just turned him off, and now uh, he's been stuck in there for 30 years literally <laughs> igniting the green right out of him <laughs> uh hyperspace hangout thanks so much for the super chat and question uh do you guys think thrawn is still a part of the empire any connections to moff gideon love everything you guys do keep it up 
Thanks so much. Um, yeah, I'm I'm on the fence on what Thrawn may or may not be doing. That well, I, I kind of feel. Go ahead. I was just gonna say because Thrawn is gonna do what's best for Thrawn, like mm-hmm. or the chiss, you know? yeah, yeah, and the chiss. Well, yeah, obviously that's the most important thing. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, he's gonna protect his people, and like, I mean, we've already, like I said we, before, we've already seen him change, switch loyal, well, seemingly switch loyalties in his mind that that's not what he's doing. But you know, he doesn't seem particularly loyal to any one organization. Like he's very pragmatic. Nope. I, I think. I need to look at show Thrawn and book Thrawn as different. I feel like they are, they're, they're kind of different characters. They're not super consistent in my opinion. Uh, and show Thrawn was much more of a villain in star Wars rebels than he's made out to be in the books. So yeah. I think it's probably smarter to just follow that line of thought and kind of the books were before and something happened to him out in the unknown regions. And now he's mad. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, lost my space. I just hope Theron and Ezra are friends at this point. They're just, they'll have their own buddy cop spinoff. <laughs> They're like bros. Yeah. Well, that's kind of, yeah, I'm like really curious as to have they been found yet. I would have thought that maybe that would change Thrawn for the better, but I don't know. Well, I, I do like your idea of Tython, Baby Yoda, like maybe finding Ezra that way. Yeah, I think it would. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's definitely there's um there's a lot of room there, and especially uh, thinking of Ezra might be able to help help. You know, Ezra is another one who really understands the dark and the light, and has been tempted and found his right path. That's a really good Jedi trainer for Baby Yoda, because uh, Ezra's been brought. Literally right there. Uh, very much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Joel, no Brega, thanks for the super chat and the question. I know you don't want the Mandalorian to become a spinoff factory. However, how would you feel about a Cobb spinoff like Tales from Mos Pelgo? <laughs> as much as I adore Cobb, like I'm still kind of a less is more kind of thing. Um, I don't know. I, I love what Cobb represents first and foremost, just the fact that they took a small book character and brought him into live action. Uh, I don't know that I need a spinoff for him, but you, you guys might think differently. <laughs> I'm here for Din and Cobb marrying and adopting space babies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Space daddies is the only way I can see that working out. Um, <laughs> Yeah, give us give us a comic book or something maybe. <laughs> uh, Andrew Law, thanks for the super chat and the question. Do you think now Mando has a weapon to fight the dark <laughs> He sure does. Whether or not he gives it to Bo-Katan or keeps it for himself, who do you think is more likely to duel? Specifically for the dark I'm going to say Bo-Katan. Yeah. Um, but I would also love to see Din get some action in there with the spear and the dark saber. So didn't I forget the dude's name from game of Thrones, but, but, Oh yeah. Didn't he uh, have Oberyn, a staff, yeah. right? He did. So, I mean, I would love story wise for Bo Katan to duel. Cause that's who should have it. But you know, you have like to put on show hat, it kind of has to be Din cause everything has to be about Din in the show really. So I was like, Oh, this dude's going to learn to train with that. And we're going to get some, crazy 
you know, this time he can beat the mountain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's got a helmet. He tries on to time. crush his helmet, yeah. but he just can't. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Uh, Dan the Man, thanks for another super chat. <laughs> Watch Thrawn end up being Ezra's apprentice. Oh, jeez. Uh, I don't. Uh, Timothy Zahn has made it pretty clear that Thrawn is in no way force sensitive. So I yeah, find that yeah. to be unlikely. Yeah, but maybe he could learn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Marlon Rando, thanks for the super chat and question. Do you think Grogu reaching out on Tython could lead to an Inquisitor tracking them? Ooh. Are any still alive at this point? Yeah, it could, could bring some unwanted attention as well. I don't think the Star Wars Rebels Inquisitors are alive at this point, but I don't know. Someone like Ochi of Bestoon, if they have a little bit of force sensitivity, there could be someone somewhere out there that could not be good. <laughs> yeah. Like you, you said about Barisafi, we, we still don't know anything about her. She could yeah. pop up. Yeah. Alex, I have a question for you because I was thinking about this earlier today. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but like Darkseid and Andor the Sith have not been mentioned in the series at all as of yet, correct? I don't think so. Okay. No, much to my chagrin. Yeah, and so that's what makes me wonder because we've only gotten, okay, the good side, we've got the Jedi. Din has yet to find out, and I'm sure it'll be you know a big red flag for him to find out there's this evil side too we got a little bit of that obviously in this episode you know you have to be careful because we've seen much more powerful jedi fall you know yeah. but there wasn't much detail to go into that and obviously that's probably going to come up as we go on later but yeah i'm surprised that it, it hasn't come up at all so yeah yeah the, the armor just called them sorcerers so mm -hmm. she didn't she maybe she left that part out for a reason yeah uh i don't know yeah Especially with Maul having such a big part in their past. So that's why it's like, uh, yeah, I wonder how that all will come into play. Hmm. Food for thought. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rick Villanueva, thanks for your super chat. Just says, hey, backdoor pilot, may the force be with you. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Rick. <laughs> uh, we have a lot of questions to get through. And uh, I just wanted to... We've been going for over an hour. If anyone has to leave, that's okay. If not, we'll keep hanging in there. Um, okay. I have to get off in like half an hour, uh, so we'll try to. <laughs> All right, we'll we'll try to work through these. Uh, Jeff, <laughs> I like this question. Thanks so much for your super chat. If we get live action Thrawn, what actor do you think? Ooh. I I definitely have a guess. Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> Why else? Why else did he look so much like him in the 2019 mural? And everyone was like, that's a little strange. <laughs> yeah. I do not know actors' names. I'm not good at this stuff at all. But Freddie Mercury and Dr. Robot, that's who I want for Thrawn. <laughs> oh, Remy Malik? Yeah. Yes. 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 He would yeah. be so good. Yeah, wow. Remy. Remy's a fantastic actor. He just would look different though, because he's, as much as I love him as an actor, he's a little mousy looking to be Thrawn, and 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 not menacing looking enough in that sense. Because he can mm -hmm. be menacing, it's just not Thrawn menacing as far as I'm concerned. But yeah. that's all I'll say. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone with the cheekbones for it is fine. Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, we could finally get a uh, Matt Smith's name has come up uh, mm-hmm. again and again and again, and he was supposed to be a quote unquote in the Rise of Skywalker, but maybe he's yeah. playing Thrawn. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. Someone regal, definitely. Who can be very regal for sure. Mm-hmm. So, I I think Pierce could do it. Mm-hmm. Just, no, me. I, they, they were they were like getting ready to film season two right before or like right around that celebration about a year ago. So, why not? <laughs> I think they knew. Um, TJ Meek thanks for the super chat. I imagine Grogu was mostly in the temple nursery. I think that's probably correct. Mm. <laughs> uh, Cameron French, thanks for the super chat and the question. HK droids and Tython. <laughs> is the show going to establish Tython as the birthplace of the Jedi like Star Wars The Old Republic? Oh. That's an interesting one. Hmm. Yeah, because we know Octo, that like specifically Luke went to Octo because that was what? The, the first Jedi first, temple. Like, the first, the first Jedi temple. temple. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe this one is is just one that was made shortly after. (laughs) Well, it's clear. It's been made clear that there's multiple Jedi temples. Yeah. It's like historians don't know which one is the real first one. And like, I kind of, I don't know. I kind of figure Octo is the real first one if that's where Luke wound up. But Mm, like Tython is around. Jedi is a name thrown around. Yep. Jedi is important. Yes. Franchise Jedi Temple. Ashes three on Ashes three. There's a Ashes three. There's a Sith Temple that had a Jedi Temple built on top of it that has a Sith Temple built on top of it. There's a little sandwich. Yeah, a little sandwich going on there. Complicated. Oh, <laughs> I feel like that's the Jedi's way of being like, how do we really? contain this temple okay let's let's sandwich <laughs> and then the sith were probably just being spiteful they're like you build on top of us build on top of you <laughs> i would love it i would guess that tython is just going to be an ancient jedi temple in the show i don't know that they're gonna get into the first and all that but yeah and I mean, they've, they've just sort of used them as story devices too. Like the one yeah. on the one on Elam as well that they used in, in that was important in Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and Fallen Order. <laughs> uh, oh man, another <laughs> nightmare. Uh, thanks for your question and super chat. Do you think we'll see the flesh Raiders on the planet? <laughs> Are they still, you know what? I'm going to look them up real quick. <laughs> now I'm feeling really. <laughs> the the name uh, rings off some some weird bells for me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they okay, sound so kind of scary. They look scary. <laughs> uh, are they like cool. half human? Are they like humanoid droids? It's kind of what the name sounds like. But they they are semi sentient or sentient uh, subspecies of Ricotta, old legends thing. Mass mutated and bred lower caste soldiers. Uh, I'm gonna guess. Oh, just that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I could. I could see some creature like this being there. Like they've been doing a lot of wild monsters Mm. in in this season. So they're like the Star Wars orcs or (laughs) orokai. Nice. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, in the Star Wars universe, (laughs) they already have Sith spawn, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Matt Talent, thanks for your super chat. I don't see a question attached to it, but 
if you have one, uh, hit up the mods and I'll keep an eye on chat for it. And uh, Bones McCoy, thank you for his super chat, just says, couldn't agree more with everything M has said. Aww. <laughs> thank you. That's our She's M. our resident smarty pants. <laughs> That's our M. <laughs> I agree with her too. <laughs> the rest of us are just wrong. <laughs> Not true. Not true. I'm here to cry. Mark's here to laugh. And Nam is there to sound smart. And Tom's you know, just there to be I'm handsome. just here to listen. I was going to say, Tom's here to listen. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's my arm pace. That's my arm pace. Oh. <laughs> I'll take it down. Uh, John Booze, thanks for the super chat. The sound. Oh, I think I said this one already, but yeah, the sound that Grogu makes when he hears his name is super cute. Yeah. Uh, delightful. Totally yeah. Caleb Levermore Rich, thanks for the super chat and question. Doesn't the new Beskar properties basically eliminate the point of cortosis? Uh, so they haven't really used cortosis a whole lot in the new canon yet, but I would say no, because so that's a metal that will like straight up short a lightsaber out. It'll yeah. turn a wow. lightsaber off. Yeah. Um, Scar doesn't look like it does that. So I think there's still like these varying degrees of metals that can and can't be cut through. Oh, but something I thought about was I was throwing around the idea that Gideon's dark troopers, his droids, might be made out of Beskar. Mm -hmm. And now they're even more terrifying. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, if they are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, no, I love that today. That was <laughs> that was really, really rad. Like, <laughs> our friend the other the other milk podcast. Yay! <laughs> What's up, Blue Bantha? Hashtag purple milk. <laughs> 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 Jane Dalton, thanks for the super chat. Uh, do you think anyone will show up to the Jedi Temple next week, or will it be more about Baby Yoda learning about his power? I'd be surprised if they jumped right to Tython, mm -hmm. <laughs> the way that this season is going. Yeah, it's it's interesting. We we don't we have no idea what happens for the rest of the season. Everything that's been shown in the trailers has happened, and yeah. I don't know, we we could get an episode going. Yeah, right to Tython, but I don't know. Three episodes left, right? That's, I was just going to say, yeah, we only have three episodes. That's a lot to cover in three episodes. Yeah. I mean, we I are, so... we're in for it. <laughs> I, I'm thinking Baby Yoda is going to end up with Moffin Top by the end of the season, which I'm oh. really afraid of. I don't think we'll get there until yeah, next season. I've yeah. seen him separated. It's going to break my heart, but do you think there's like gonna, it's inevitable. Do you think there's going to be like a switcheroo? Where Moff loses a dark saber but acquires Go Girl. Oh. Well, according to Alex, they're going to do a trade. That's yeah, not my idea. Alex has this. As everyone keeps yelling at me for that. That was not my idea. That was one of our patrons, and I thought it was a, a good idea, an interesting idea for the story. I didn't think that up. I'm not a monster. <laughs> it's, it's interesting, but yeah, heartbreaking. Yeah. The yeah. idea yeah. that um, yeah, Bo-Katan would potentially trade. The child for the dark saber. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but it might not be intentional either, though. Like yeah, it might sure. be one of those situations where it just kind of happens. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I felt early Bo Katan during that episode. I feel some regression on her character. To be honest, I, yeah, I do too. Uh, the real Slim Schmitty. 
Thanks for the super chat. What are the chances that Din melts the Beskar spear down into Beskar armor for Grogu? Seems like the right amount. I mean, Molly is. <laughs> I've been hoping that he gets a little a little set of armor this whole entire time, but uh, yeah. yeah. But we don't have an armor right now. That's true. Like we don't yeah. know where she is, and we already have literally seen the covert dismantled. What if Din tries his best? We know that that space is not being used at that purpose anymore. Din's going to try his best and it's just not going to look right or fit well. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, Mando does not believe in those things. He had Boba Fett's helmet right there while his little baby was on a motorcycle and he did not care. It was right there. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Ricardo Franco, what's up? And thanks for the super chat. Uh, do you guys think the show is going to be used to fill up holes in the story, like where Snoke came from or how the Final Order fleet got built? Maybe. <laughs> kind of yeah. leaning that way no, more and of, more. A lot of ideas floating around about that stuff. No pun intended. Floating, <laughs> floating around in there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm leaning that direction more and more. Uh with with everything that's going on and like the more call outs they make to things like Thrawn I'm like yeah they this might be the way that uh they used the Clone Wars series to really expand the pre- expand on the prequel era like mm-hmm. that's what the Mandalorian might be mm-hmm. and you'll just have to be okay with it Alex I am I am <laughs> <laughs> just just a little course correction a little attitude shift and I'm fine <laughs> Matt Talent, thanks for the super chat and the question. Nobody's talking about how the child and Ahsoka were contemporaries at the Jedi Temple. Is he the offspring of Yoda and Yaddle? <laughs> I keep yeah. hearing that. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, please no. <laughs> Again, it, it all comes down to that terrible wig. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think Yoda has better taste. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. He's a little too bougie for that. <laughs> 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 nostalgic Aubrey thanks for the super chat other than Luke and Ezra what other Jedi could come find a Grogu uh, Rowan Freemaker for example ooh <laughs> good, but you know what yeah we got Cobb Vanth pull the Freemaker adventures in here <laughs> get uh, oh, what's her name Kelly Schmoochenbacher <laughs> I, I do like the Freemaker adventures it's goofy but it was fun uh, I think Rowan's cute. too young though mm. Uh, Alan Rogers, thanks for the super chat. Over under on those Luke Skywalker rumors being true, given what he was up to during the time period. I didn't know that there were official rumors. I've definitely heard people like throwing the idea around, but I think that uh, the Tython stuff to me, the most likely answer is Luke Skywalker. Mm. I'm kind of surprised Ahsoka wouldn't know about him yeah that's been another question that a lot of people have brought up is, is does she know about luke i uh, i don't know because luke at what point did he cut himself off from the force oh after like the, well after, well after this yeah like mm. after the temple or after yeah. school burned so this is like 25 years before all that yeah mm. but, but yeah it's it's interesting that she didn't mention Luke or, or anyone by name. Just said that there aren't many of us left. <laughs> but would Ahsoka send 
the baby to Luke, if she knows that Luke is trying to rebuild the Jedi Order, she's not going to have any part of that. So she's going to, I would imagine she's going to steer him far as far away from the Jedi from that yeah. as possible. I, I like that thought and the idea that she's saying, this isn't my choice. And I really liked her saying, let Gro- Grogu <laughs> choose yep. his own I destiny. I love that. I it love was, yes. that. That was so Ahsoka to me. Yep. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he won't sense any Jedi. Maybe it's just maybe all he'll see is Din. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. <sighs> Oh, and yes. wouldn't and wouldn't that be a big f u to the Jedi too? Yeah. <laughs> using Would choosing make happy. your yeah, like choosing <laughs> your personal relationships over, you know, living an ascetic life in service of your Force ability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's that, true. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, we've talked about that a lot on the podcast of just the Mandalorians and the Jedi being two different religious sects, and mm-hmm. and. Yo, and Ahsoka is not going to be down for him remain, keeping the helmet on or going to the Jedi at all. That is not what she she's going to be like, dude. You be you, boo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Batman is my dad. Thanks for the super chat and question. Do you think Ahsoka's fight with Vader changed her perception on who should train or uh, on who should trained or changed her in any way? Who should have? Maybe, or maybe, maybe they mean Grogu. Yeah. Mm. I'm not sure. <laughs> like, well, I, I think the question is, you know, having encountered her former master who has now fallen and become a Sith Lord, how would oh, that change oh. her ideas about who is, should be teaching who? Yeah, I think it's, do you think Ahsoka's fight with Vader changed her perception on who she should train? Mm. Or did it change her in any way? Mm. Which you, you did actually touch on this a little earlier. Nope. <clears throat> uh, Jane Dalton, thanks for another super chat. Do you all think it's possible that the Darksaber is the only lightsaber that can cut through Beskar? Oh, well, that would oh. be scary. Yeah, that would be even scarier. Oh. And it kind of makes sense with the the Mandalorian side of it. It's a Mandalorian weapon. Yeah, yeah. 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 We're gonna learn the hard way. We're about to like, learn the hard way. <laughs> yeah, if Din shows up with this spear and he's like, "I got this," and it just gets cut in half. <laughs> yeah, that's a good thought. Uh, Nightmare, thanks for another super chat. I don't have a lot to spare, but I have a second question. If Luke takes the child, would he die with the rest of Luke's order? <laughs> I mean, I assume so. That's why I don't want it to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but we're we're just gonna say that doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or or Grogu is like, I've been through this before, and he like goes off and hides. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, he learned yeah. how to work a fire extinguisher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he he visits the temple, and he's like, mm, hard pass. Oh, <laughs> uh, Radlam, thanks for the super chat. I don't see a question attached to it, but I'll keep an eye out in chat. Uh, Dylan Mackney, thanks for the super chat and question. What if rather than Ezra or Luke, Cal appears? Uh, we kind of touched on that. I'm down. I love yeah, Cal me, Kestis. Yep. Me too. I Give me love Cal. Cal Kestis. Yeah. Like that's if if it's gonna go this way, if we're going Thrawn, if we're connecting to all the other story, like I'll go all in. Put Cal in here. <laughs> yep. Uh, 
Mr. Poir, thanks for the super chat. Probably silly, but I was I was a little silly that Ahsoka got disarmed. Oh, but I thought it was a little silly that Ahsoka got disarmed in her fight with Elsbeth. She's gone versus Grievous, Maul, and Vader. Elsbeth got game. Yeah, yeah. that said a lot that she <laughs> got got something off of her. Yeah. yeah. Might be it might have been a while since Ahsoka had to fight someone in like exactly. a mm-hmm. a duel like that. Yeah, and it's it, it was the the kind of duel where you know it's very slow paced. You know they're kind of like sizing each other up, very very samurai like, and mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it's and very- not a big blowout battle because they're both really good warriors. Those kinds of battles are typically short. <laughs> And very close quarters too, like very mm-hmm. confined in what in the amount of space that she had. Yeah. It was very Kill Bill. Like, yeah. yes. oh, did anyone else yes. go like, oh, it's on now when Ahsoka did the reverse grip? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. We're going back it's, to Clone Wars. It's yeah. funny, Alex, that you mentioned that because that's what I thought about with regards to how people see this particular episode. Up until now, we've gotten Kill Bill Volume One, and then we went to Volume Two, and that's what people found so jarring. Because that's that's what it was like for me when I saw those movies. We went from this, you know, kind of like sword fighting epic, all the action we saw in Kill Bill 1, and then you get to 2, and it's got a very Western theme. Mm-hmm. Everything's slowed down, and everything takes its pace. And I, it totally threw me off guard. And it wasn't until multiple viewings that I was like, I really like this film. And it's the same with this one. I've, I've watched the episode again, and the things that I thought were kind of jarring, what I thought were s- weird editing you know, um, decisions, it, it works. It works a lot better. So, Yeah. Uh, and I, I think Stuart J makes a good point. She needed information from her, so mm-hmm. she probably wasn't going all out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cameron French, thanks for the super chat and the question. So which Jedi would choose to save Baby Yoda and leave all the other younglings for Anakin to slaughter? <laughs> Luminara <laughs> Unduli. She's, <laughs> she's my least favorite Jedi, so I'll go. <laughs> yeah. So so quick to give up on her Padawan, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think it's probably whoever was with him at the time was just like, "I'm going to try to get this baby out." Yeah, um, I don't think he was in that room. Uh, like we said, uh, potentially a daycare on the other side of the building. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> could be more. I mean, I, I I think that actually did happen in Legends. Is that some Jedi got some like super younglings out and they tried to keep him safe. Yeah. Or it's why we never saw Yaddle again. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Batman is my dad. Thanks for another super chat. Where was Rex? And do you think Ahsoka's fight with Vader changed her perception on who should be trained? Oh, uh, thanks for clarifying that. But uh, so where was Rex? Um, hmm, with Sabine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wherever the other characters yeah. in question are. <laughs> Uh, Ricardo Franco, thanks for another super chat. I feel like they might be setting up a story that runs parallel to the sequels that would explain where Ahsoka, uh, Grogu, Din, Ezra, and Cal were. I would love that. Um, I like, yeah, if we're going this Thrawn direction, I still kind of hope that it is a, a parallel story, I think would be preferable to me than like cramming everything into the Mandalorian. And, and like stories that occasionally weave in and out little crossover events would be very cool. I like that. Yep. Uh, Dan the man, thanks for the super chat. Din puts Grogu on top of the temple. Din says, now what? 
looks up and sees Gideon with the dark saber diving towards the temple with dark troopers. Then here's the lightsabers ignite. And we see Luke, Windu, Gungi, Ahsoka, Mara, and Ferris. <laughs> oh, geez. oh boy. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> they're all there on Tython. It's that fan edit of uh, the end of rise of Skywalker. IRL. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Grogu's like, be with me. No, but really. <laughs> Seriously, though, I need help. <laughs> I need help. I'm tiny. <laughs> <laughs> love it uh reese griffiths jenkins thanks for the super chat and question could the jedi that finds the child after tython be luke i i still think that's the most likely scenario right now that they might be leading to but happy to be surprised <laughs> by anything else yeah <laughs> uh me and Fartbox says <laughs> do we know or have a pretty good idea of when Re- the rebels epilogue scene with ahsoka and sabine takes place in the timeline mm. nothing she, set in stone she was still wearing her gray cloak she hadn't gone a so- full ahsoka the white yet so <laughs> I, I don't know yeah. that's a good point yep mm-hmm. yep that is a good point i was a little bummed not to see that staff too yeah mm. huh I hadn't really thought about that, like the staff and everything, but it, it, it could go either way. This could be before, it could be after. I kind of think, I hope the search for Ezra has begun by this point. But. Yeah. <laughs> Taking their sweet time. Yeah, don't bring them out there forever. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Thank everyone. Thank you so much for the questions and super chats. Um, but do we need to do I some will, rapid fire? Yeah. Like <laughs> I'm going to have to wrap up soon. I don't want to keep you guys too much longer, but we're going to have to go quick now. Uh, Thomas, you thanks for the super chat. Do you think Cal Kestis could appear? <laughs> uh, yes, we do. Is um, that Cameron Monaghan. Is that the actor's name? Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. He, Spitting image. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Chris Fields, thanks for the super chat and question. Ahsoka couldn't have been on that planet long, and Bo Katan knew where she was. They must have had recent contact. Curious if this has any meaning. I assume That's they're still point. buddies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She probably knows about the occupation occupation there and her having connections with Thrawn, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Salad Von Baco, thank you. Am I right that Grogu was born 41 BBY the same year Anakin was born? Maybe. <laughs> the the 50-year-old, I mean, they said that was his age, so. Mm-hmm, yeah. 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 We don't have, like, a hard uh, timeline, really, but, it, it, yeah, that, that kind of lines up. They've kept the five years after indoor thing kind of vague, being like, it's about five years. I think they want to be a little flexible, but it could be. I know people have been asking, are they a dyad in the force for <laughs> maybe? Dyads are all the, the new. Oh, they're all the rage now. Yeah, they're all the rage. <laughs> Everybody's a dyad. Uh, Mikey Cham, thanks for the question. Super chat. Much like Aaron Reich is solo, it took almost no time for at all for me to believe that Dawson was Ahsoka, despite initial fears. How about y'all? I, yeah, I bought into Rosario immediately. Same. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. we talked about her kind of cold delivery of some lines, but 
totally checks out with where she's at in her life mentally. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I thought she did a great job. I think I missed Ashley's voice a little bit, but it's just is what it is. I found her initial delivery was sounded exactly like Ashley's like cadence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tom Tom picked up on that this morning. He's like, I think she listened to a lot of Ashley. Yeah. I'm sure she listened to her. Yeah. Rage Cage, thanks for the question and super chat. Has anyone considered that uh, Grogu was in cryostasis all this time and this <laughs> and that his being 50 is just how old he technically is? Hmm. <laughs> I guess that's possible. <laughs> I assume they're telling us his age and that's like literally what he is, but who knows? Mm. Oh yeah. I'm surprised this hasn't come up yet. Rick filling away, but thanks for the question. Was that the convoy owl in the forest? More. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> My initial thought was no, but I think I'm wrong. Uh, well, I, I was watching Alex's video and, and he, and that comes up and he's like, just looks like a regular old owl moving on. And I was like, what? Like, come on. You know Dave put that in there for a reason. Right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, what's the point of showing an owl if it's not going to be Morai? But I would, like, my argument is, why doesn't it look more like Morai? But I guess it's just like there's Because it's live action. Version. and right. Yeah, like, I don't know if it, if it might have looked strange if they tried to color it green. I don't know. Yeah, like a lime green owl flies across the screen that's that's a little too on the nose <laughs> but I, I think you're right there's no reason to show an owl if it's not more i <laughs> so i rescind what i said <laughs> i mean your your first reaction when we watched it this morning i think we both were like "Ooh!" i was like owl but then i looked that? at it and i was like oh it's just an owl i was looking too hard <laughs> on my first viewing i didn't see her <laughs> Uh, Jimmy Landy, thanks for the super chat. What if the Rebels sequel series starts with an animated version of this episode from Ahsoka's point of view, hmm. uh, since we don't get the Thrawn info? I'm really curious, like, what the deal with that is. If it's an animated series, if it's live action, or what's going on? I don't know anymore. Yeah, I think the rumors were that it was going to be a spinoff animated series, but that, that could be wrong information and could be live action. <laughs> uh wolf boy thank you regarding thrawn it could just be a casual character development the more time he spends in the empire the more ruthless he starts to become that's a good point i like that yeah kind of one of those like you make a deal with the devil mm-hmm. yeah. and it never works out i like that and when the empire fell there was the power vacuum and yeah yeah that's a good point uh, Dylan Thomas, what are the chances we see Rex and Wolf this season? Uh, I think 50, if we 50? were uh. if we were going to see Rex, it would have been in this episode. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that Ahsoka is going to come back this season. So I think you're right. Yeah, maybe next season. Uh, Mitch Bloomberg says everyone is force sensitive. If you can find balance question mark. And I think that was in response to me saying that Thrawn's not force sensitive Mm. in theory. Yes. I think Thrawn could be trained, but I don't think he has that disposition. (laughs) I don't think he wants to. Mm. Uh, Chaz quest. uh, Thanks for this question. What do you think about Cal and Luke showing up? We've answered this a lot, but 
Mm-hmm. I think they're both very possible. Yep. Uh, Ricky Hicks, thank you for the question. If there's an Ahsoka spinoff, I'd really love to see her and Luke connect with each other. Your thoughts? Cries about it. <laughs> <laughs> Crying about it are my, pretty much my thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> I think if they're going to bring Luke into the show, if that happens and they're doing an Ahsoka series, it's like, yeah, I mean, that should probably happen. Uh, Chris Bassetto, thanks for the question. I'm thinking they won't reach Tython until the finale, being sidetracked by Gideon's forces, finding them with the tracking device. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I would be surprised if they made it to Tython quick, and I kind of agree that maybe that won't happen until next season. Uh, Johnny, two cellos. Thanks for the super chat. Jason Isaacs is Thrawn. He's a good one. Yeah. Uh, he's also already in the Star Wars family. Yep. I was I was curious, and I looked up Pierce Brosnan. He's he's looking a little aged. <laughs> uh, <laughs> unless they were to bring him back to his 007 yeah. face. I don't know if he could pull off Thrawn. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. Well, they said they have more money this year because they're not developing that technology, so they can do some de-aging. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> they got a little more pennies. It's possible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I am going to have to sign off soon, um, so I want to let uh, everyone at Pink Milk go. I want you to like plug your stuff and then I'm going to fly through the rest of these questions because I do have to go and I don't want to like <laughs> make you sit here for all that. So please uh, let everyone know where they can find you, what your podcast is about, what you do. And thank you all so much for, for coming yeah. on and talking with yeah. us. No, thank you for having us and thank you for using your platform again to give Queer Voices a uh, a voice, a bigger voice than we've had. So we appreciate you. You can find us tonight on Peak Milk After Dark. If you are late night owls, we go on 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, myself, Mark, and Emma, where we take deep dives. You can listen to Tom, who actually does have a voice and uses it on Wednesday mornings. <laughs> with me, where we uh, talk Star Wars more from a casual fan's perspective and talk a lot about uh, our kids. <laughs> you can find us at, at servingpeakmilk.com, right over there with Tom. Uh, there are links to uh, their channel, their Twitter, their website down in the description already. It's been uh, popping up in the chat every 15 minutes as well. So please do go check them out. Uh, thank you all again so much, Brian, Tom, Mark, and M for coming on and chatting with us. Thank you thank so much you. for having us. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Drink See up. Drink <laughs> up. Drink <laughs> Take care. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm going to fly through these questions i'm sorry we don't have time to spend on like all of them uh as long as we want thank you so much for your support like this is overwhelming um but i want to make sure everyone gets an answer here uh brian barrett do you think the overall series plot theme is a lot like a kurosawa film spaghetti western absolutely and this is one of those episodes that they did both yeah (laughs) I mean, it, that's a big Filoni thing uh, throughout all everything he's done in Star Wars. So absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lindsay Brown, thanks for the question. Oh, and thank you, Brian. Uh, Lindsay, thanks for your question. What do you think the season finale could be? They got a lot of ground to cover. Like, Tython does feel like it could be a season finale thing, but 
Yeah, if if this season ends with Baby Yoda in the hands of Moff Gideon, I'm going to cry. But I I mean, I'm working myself up for a cliffhanger of that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, involved, something like that. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm working up <laughs> my nerve to, to accept something like that. I'm thinking we might get more of a cliffhanger than we did last year. Uh, Hope Molinax, thanks for your super chat. What are your guilty pleasures you want to see in the last three episodes that don't have to be based on any logic at all? Screw it, Thrawn. Thrawn's here. Live action Thrawn, just Screw, right, yeah, right off. If of you're that. gonna, if you're gonna tease me like that, if you're gonna do it, just do it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I want to see Cobb Vanth come back at some point, but I, I mean, that's not like wacky or unreasonable <laughs> <laughs> i think he'll be back at some point uh young fly flashy thanks for your super chat michael fassbender would rock his thrawn i agree he's definitely got the cheekbones mm-hmm. uh carlos fontes thank you for the super chat question still can't believe that i've seen Cobb vanth a great dragon post sarlacc boba fett bo katan and ahsoka tano in the flesh oh my god what is happening my brain is shattered to pieces. <laughs> yeah, they're they're laying it on thick this season, yeah. and fans are loving it for the most part. <laughs> and yeah, I'm. I had some reservations about this episode, but I'm like, I'm trying to reiterate. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I'm still like, I can't believe we're seeing Ahsoka in the flesh. Uh, I just don't want it to like they they've done such a good job of balancing the new and the old. I don't want that balance to go out of whack where it's like, okay, now it's like a lot of familiar stuff all the time. Sure. Dan, the man, thanks for another super chat. Uh, fan casting. Alex as Owen Skywalker. Uh, Molly is Sabine M is Yaddle. Brian is Han. Uh, Tom is Luke and Mark is Rex. Uh, <laughs> PS Owen is Luke's cannon child to me. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> gotcha. Like who now? <laughs> I would love to rock Sabine's uh, armor. Paint it different colors. You got to do a Bo-Katan cosplay first. I know. <laughs> I need Mitch, to learn. I need an armorer to make me the armor. <laughs> Those of you watching. <laughs> uh, Mitch Bloomberg, uh, thanks for the super chat plot thought. What if Thrawn and Ezra are in the unknown regions and Din has to choose between finding them to give uh, Grugo to Ezra or helping Bo-Katan take back Mandalore? Uh mm. I think he goes for Mandalore. Yeah. I don't, I don't see him having, I I don't see him making a decision like that, but. Also, I I just selfishly want, I think a good series finale would be like, we're taking back Mandalore. That's where Gideon is, or maybe that's where Thrawn is. And we're, we're taking it back for us. I think that'd be great. Yeah. Dylan Thomas. Thanks for the question. Any clone troopers do you think we'll see? Like Molly said, probably not this season. Maybe in the future. Yeah, if if any, it would be Rex. And I was thinking if if he was going to be in the show, it would have been with Ahsoka. And so since that didn't happen, yeah, probably not this season. Maybe if we see Ahsoka again, we might see Rex. Uh, Alec B, thank you for the super chat. I think the end of the show will be the Mandalorian with the Darksaber. Bo-Katan seemed a little too motivated to get it back. I agree with you. Um, I love Bo-Katan. I, I worry about how far she's willing to go. Yes. 
And uh, I think Katie Stackoff has said in a couple of interviews that like her obsession and her ego is, you know, going to get maybe troublesome and, and going to get it in her own way. <laughs> Hyperspace Hangout, thanks for the super chat. Uh, since we're bringing animated characters into live action, can we get some Harrison Dula? Jason and Grogu might be good friends. Yeah, where is Jason? What's he up to? <laughs> Don't know. And Hera would be great, I think. That's another, uh, I think Vanessa Marshall could play her. Um, anytime that can happen, I'm so all for it. And I did, you know, I saw some people throwing around Lars Mikkelsen for Thrawn. I'm up for it. I love his voice, so... Yeah. Uh, Thomas, you, thanks for another super chat. Love the show. Would you like to see the show touch on the high Republic era? I wouldn't be surprised if it got a mention at some point. Mm. Yeah. Again, probably not until season three, maybe season four. We don't know how many seasons it will be, but maybe when they get to Tython, Din will say something like, oh, this relic is from the High Republic or some throwaway. Din doesn't like know that. anything, though. That's, no, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I mean, he like, wouldn't know anything <laughs> Jedi. Yeah, you're right. He's too sheltered. I was like, maybe he knows his galactic history, but he doesn't even know Mandalorian history. So Moff Gideon right. might know some stuff. There you go. There you go. So. Yeah. I mean, and he's also like, a, when, you, when he brings out an E-Web, he wants to make sure you know what it is and what it's for. So yeah. if he shows up at Tython, then he might be like, this temple is from the High Republic era and blah, blah, blah. So there you go. <laughs> Chris Fields, thank you for the super chat and question. Did they mix Ashley's voice in those first lines? I have no idea. We'll find out in the next gallery season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would uh, be doubtful. Yeah, I did say uh, once we started hearing rumors about Ahsoka being in this, I thought it would be cool if they did mix Ashley Eckstein's voice with Rosario Dawson's voice. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it worked out fine. It's not. Yeah. I mean, in a perfect world, yes, but it's not like Maul's cameo appearance in solo where it's just a little bit. Yeah. Th this is like a lot bigger. So that would be a lot. Yeah. Um, Amir, Elkarani and MB, thank you both so much for your super chats. Uh, I got let's say message retracted. I got Did, one from MB. Okay. Um, maybe Ahsoka got the information in this episode, and the epilogue of Rebels is after Mando episode thirteen. That's why she got back to Sabine, and the timeline works since Jason Sindula is five to six years old in the epilogue. That's a good point. <laughs> That's a really good point. It is. I like it. Although he would be he would be four uh by the time of the Battle of Endor. So I mean, yeah, he, he seemed a little older than five, I think. So yeah, tack on a couple years to that. I still think that's also I still think that's feasible. Also, uh didn't Mando set her gray robe on fire and so then she has to replace it with the white one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, she seemed to... I mean, she she was still using it later on, so maybe she had extras. <laughs> but uh, but I, yeah, that'd be funny. If, if she's like, you burned my robe, I gotta go white <laughs> now. 
it, it was interesting. Uh, we didn't see what happened to the, that woman at the end of the episode. We, I was, I assume Ahsoka didn't kill her, but did she get the information from her or not? We don't know. I'm going to assume so, but yeah, we don't know. And that someone saying that could be like the first, how the animated series kicks off. If that's a thing, like kind of see the end of that discussion. It's not a bad yeah. idea. Uh, oh, Amir, sorry, your uh, message was right underneath that one. Um, Thrawn and Ezra went to Exegol? Maybe. I'm going to guess no. <laughs> that would be a real will of the force kind of thing. It's possible, but <laughs> I'd guess no. Uh, okay, I'm going to say Steve D. I see a super chat with no message, but thank you. Uh, and this is our, our last one. We made it. Josh Mansfield, thank you for another super chat. Was Grogu being used for his metachlorians for Palpatine? I think that's very possible. I, I definitely think that's what M count means is metachlorian. Oh, sure, yeah. um, whether or not it was for Palpatine or Gideon or uh, to make a Snoke, you know, uh, which I guess would be under Palpatine's. Uh, idea plan. yeah it's know. palpatine adjacent yeah. <laughs> uh yeah i i think it's very possible it's not personally what i want to see but all bets are off as far as i'm concerned like i am doing my best to leave any of my expectations at the door and just like be be on board for whatever they throw at me yeah um, we're being uh cautiously optimistic and you know if it is something about palpatine or snoke um i have faith that this story will be a good one yeah that's it before we wrap up i'll just like one more time only because i saw so many people so disappointed in my own reaction <laughs> uh, earlier today like i am still so into this series like i cannot wait for next week's episode like this is just one where i was like didn't hit everything I wanted it to, but that's fine. I am so thrilled that like literally everyone else that's texted me, like my friends or DM'd me, whatever. They're all like, I loved it. I'm like, great. I'm so glad, especially like the clone wars, diehard fans. You all seem to be so relieved and happy. And I am thrilled for all of you. So <laughs> I just yeah. want to throw that out there. Alex has not been sulking in the corner all day. <laughs> he's, uh, he's doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> But thank you all for hanging out for yet another episode of This Is The Show. Uh, I think this is our longest one so far. So many questions. Uh, thank you all for your support. Um, we are going to see you next week, next Wednesday, for another LEGO live stream where I think we might finally finish building Grogu. Oh, I have to call him. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, this will be my first complete solo lego lego build i i built the whole thing and i haven't dropped it yet and i don't and, plan to and then we will be uh streaming this is the show again next friday uh so we'll see you all again but thank you all so much for hanging out and watching and may the force be with you